just don't think that they knew what the fuck they were doing. gentlemen welcome to the film find the greatest movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before i'm your host adam portress and we are back yet again and i'm joined by matt smith what's up everybody i'm sitting here with missing comic books (laughs) oh matt got stuff stolen from him today man hey here's a lesson for you kids don't steal shit that ain't yours motherfucker i think that's in the bible (laughs) maybe that maybe i apparently i may have paraphrased a little bit (laughs) Don't, don't steal that fucking but shit. But don't steal that fucking easy. shit. Yeah. So no, say it, it the Lord. It sucks. Uh, but, you know, it'll get taken care of. That's always for comic It's just comic books. It'll happen. Yeah, you know, life is life, man. No one can resell that shit. That's the main <laughs> point. So joke's on that guy. Just like when uh, my friend had uh, his entire CD wallet stolen out of his uh, car. It had everything in it. Um, his first thought was like, well, good luck to that motherfucker selling all of those Tori Amos B-sides and singles. <laughs> so, well, you want to know what was hilarious? In, uh, I want to say it was in high school, a friend of mine, Chris, uh, his car got broken into and they got his CD sleeve and all of the rap stuff was taken out and all the punk CDs were still there. They were very selective in their robbery. They were just like, I want this one, I want this one, I want this one. I don't know what any of this stuff is, so we're leaving that alone. <laughs> it was just right? like, wow, you you took you did instead of taking the whole thing, you literally took your time and just like some of these I don't care for. <laughs> That's really a, a very interesting. Don't don't run away from the scene of the crime. Sit around, pick over the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I also it's also like when you open that box and you see like a couple of issues of uh, like Bitch Planet, Criminal. Like, do you just think like? Yeah, I should probably just run this back over there. Like, nope. I, I guarantee they're just like in a fucking garbage can somewhere. Now, I'll give a defense to this. I had something similar. Well, it wasn't similar. It was different. I didn't steal anything. It was delivered to my house incorrectly. Now, all of a sudden, so when I was living uh, 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 by myself in Charlotte, there was a. Uh, all of a sudden, I opened the door one day, and there's this package. I mean, huge package. And I'm just like, you know. I didn't order anything, not that I can remember at least, and maybe I did a while back. I certainly don't remember, and it's something that's that's a pretty big size, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Let's bring it inside, open right. it up. It's about half the size of a of a recliner, man. It's it's big. 
And, you know, I just start opening it up because, you know, that's what you do. There's a package. You fucking open it up, right? It's in your, it's front of your door. It might as well be, right? So yeah. I, so I open it up. And I lived on a second floor, so it wasn't like, you know, somebody had to bring it up there to me. So I open it up, and I'm like, what the fuck is all of this? It was like, um... Like a uh, like a a bed like what what do you call those things not the not the sheets that you put over but like the comforter thing uh-huh. it wasn't it wasn't that it was like the p- a pillow top like a pillow top cover thing okay yeah 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 like and to I'm, go directly on the yeah mattress. yeah that goes exactly exactly and I'm just like hold on what the fuck is this so I look on it and it goes to somebody else and I don't know what to do at this point because I kind of annihilated this box I picked this thing out of there. And there's no way to get it back in. It's just, it's like a, you know, just a thing that's, you know, the things when you unpack them, there's no fucking way you can get them back in the thing. Uh-huh. I just, I kind of kept it. Well, I would have given it back, but it's just, like, there was the no only... way that I could just go, I could justify going. Like, even if I dropped it off, it'd be like, what the fuck is this? They wouldn't even want it at that point because they wouldn't have yeah. known what happened to it. Well, you know, like. And I'm sure uh, as fuck not going to tell them. I feel like that's a little more acceptable. The thing, like, this was not it. a shipment from Amazon, for example, right? Like, I don't mind asking uh, Amazon to ship me whatever the fuck, right? Like, like, fuck Amazon. They're great. I love them. But, like, also they're worth billions of dollars and they can fucking deal with $50 worth of shit that got lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the thing that just sucks is, like, you, <laughs> comic book shops uh, make money selling $3 books with staples in the center right <laughs> like ridiculous th- like you know anyway it's not exactly like that's cheap for them <laughs> no this so, is true but but uh you know i've been going with the guy for years uh, he's been my my dealer uh for my fix you got that stuff uh i'm i'm sure it'll take uh take no time to get it handled he's a real cool guy and uh it just you know it was just a downer yeah, because so, I, I was looking forward to catching up on Batman. It's life lessons, folks. Don't be assholes. But um, and, and, and if you work for the postal service, uh, I'm sure you're a lovely person. But uh, fucking leave packages at the back door, assholes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, believe it or not, anyway. this is a movie podcast, kids. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's also it's we, us. It's us. We don't care. <laughs> it's just us. Uh, first of all, we got some fantastic uh, kind of uh, some downloads here last week from our dr- bonus episode of uh, the Power Rangers episode. I want to thank Justin Mullis for uh, kind of co-hosting that thing with me because uh, that cat knows more, far more about this kind of uh, crazy uh, shit than I possibly ever could. So I'm, I'm glad Power that I Rangers have him on there. Power Rangers or fan films? The, fa- the Power Ranger fan film. Both. Well, P- Power Ranger stuff. He knows more about this, okay. all that kind of jazz than, I, than anybody I really know because it's 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 crazy. There's you know Japanese culture like that kind of all that kind of weird shit that yeah. I just don't get. Uh, but uh, he was great on that. So if you uh, if you downloaded this episode, having listened to that episode and enjoy it, thank you. Welcome to this episode, and uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we got Matt here, number one. Uh, Matt, how much do you know about? Um, Shogunaburu. I don't know what the fuck any of these things are called. I can't pronounce them. I'm terrible. But wait, what? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about I, anymore. I literally know nothing about it, what you're talking. Exactly. I, I watched Power Rangers when there was the first movie out. Does that count? A little. There was like a purple guy and sure. that uh, Japanese lady with the like horn uh, hat. That's why I got see. That's why I got Justin on the folks because uh, Matt and I are about the same page of going. Probably, there's the thing with the part with it. I don't know. I mean, I, Power Rangers was not my speed. That was my brother's eight, right? Like yeah. he's younger than I am. That was his shit. Uh, Power Rangers was not necessarily me in any 
<laughs> you want to you want to talk about some fucking Masters of the Universe shit though? Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, but, no, uh, I, I have no fucking clue. Power, it's cool. I'm not belittling them. It's just that was not. Yeah, it's part it's, of my childhood proper. So I literally have no fucking clue yeah. beyond like there are colors and Amy Jo Johnson was one of them and she's hot. Yellow. Uh, yeah, that was the best part. That's why I was watching. <laughs> when well, I was, and, and I'm like, she, well, that well, chick's hot. You know, people think she disappeared. She was on a pretty great show out of uh, out of Canada. Now I can't fucking remember the name of it, but it was like a special uh police operations team like a SWAT team show basically yo gabba gabba um but it was yeah yo gabba gabba that's it uh, yeah. with with yo, <laughs> amy joe johnson and uh fucking SWAT teams sure I'd buy that. <laughs> zany zaniness abounds <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to be reviewing two movies this week as we do darn near every week. And I think uh, there's not a lot of shows that do that. And uh, I'm, t- I'm kind of taking some pride in the shit we're doing. Even though, let's be frank, the last couple of months, they've been rough. They've been yeah, rough. Yeah, I think uh, last week when we talked about uh, uh, Kingsman, there was kind of a a break in this lull. Yeah. Uh, movie's definitely a lot of fun. And uh, for what it's worth this week, I think there's also a break two but uh i'm not gonna tell which one yet so you'll you'll know very shortly (laughs) yes of course uh we're gonna be reviewing uh the lazarus effect and uh focus so focus debuted at number one so uh Mm -hmm. still didn't make a boatload of money but uh, did all right for this time of year a decent respectable like 19 million right yeah that's that's okay it's no you know it's no blockbuster but uh and then uh, of course yeah lazarus effect actually debuted at number five with 10 million bucks and is already uh, wildly uh, successful because that movie yes. costs $3.3 million to make. So uh, they're already printing money over there. Then we'll talk about how uh, the uh, the cats over at Blumhouse are uh, fucking geniuses in a weird way. Um, so we're going to talk about both of those things. And uh, so let's get into a little bit of what you've been watching. I will kind of start off here. Yeah, uh, I've uh, I've kind of been very busy. Um, I won't go too deep into it, but I've been uh, we'll call it screaming into the black abyss of life. Uh, so uh, I haven't gotten a chance to watch a whole lot. I've been kind of uh, perusing uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I got season three on Blu-ray for Christmas, so I've been kind of going through that. And holy shit, do those fucking episodes look so damn good! Uh, the just the the remastering on all that, going back to the film elements. Damn, it looks so good. Uh, but uh, you know, pretty decent season, season three. Um, I will say this though, I am just I want to make it happen, and it needs to happen before because it seems that Fox is going to be bringing back the X Files and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want them. They need to give the X Files that treatment, man. Put that back. That is a thing, especially those first couple seasons look fucking terrible because they were all edited on video. It looks awful. They need to go back to those film masters and everything. I, that would be gorgeous. There's some German. Uh, they're they're airing some German uh, X Files. Uh, mm-hmm. X Files in Germany rather, and uh, and they're putting out the high definitions. St- oh my gosh, it looks gorgeous. And I'm like. Yeah, I would Let's, drop serious, serious money on that. We so. need to get that on some Blu-rays, folks. Make that happen I'd before drop, the Xbox uh, or Xbox original drops. release of Briscoe County Junior money on that sort of shit. <laughs> Briscoe County Junior, holy smokes! I forgot. You about remember? That. What, so that was like the big uh, series that everybody wanted on DVD forever, right? Yeah. Uh, and it would never come out. Nobody like Fox was not going to release it. You remember this? Vaguely. It was like a big deal that it wasn't out because I had this huge fan base that was really craving it. And I was part of it. And I love that show. Um, but when it first came out, the, the DVD set, which, you know, it only ran for one season. 
Uh, the DVD <laughs> set was like $195. Sheesh. And it's like, who the fuck? I guess they were like, they rightly so. They knew that they were not selling thousands of copies of this thing. But yeah. also like, I didn't buy it for years, years and years. And when I finally did get it, it was, uh, I don't know, like 50 something bucks. And I got it as part of my Christmas present for Marsha. So, oh my gosh. It, but yeah, like. But I would, I would totally drop that money for for high def X files. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that would in yeah. just put out one box. You don't even have to do the seasons. If you put it out as a single box set, I drop two hundred bucks. I was about to say, I drop two hundred on that. Yeah, piece of cake. Two seconds. Easy two hundred. I think about two fifty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And probably do it. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I haven't been watching too much else. Uh, I was trying to, I was scrolling through Netflix. I'm like, did I watch anything on Netflix recently? And I did see a movie that I can uh, not recommend uh, that I have right. seen. <laughs> I know this is a weird thing. I'm going to say, like, here's what I didn't watch. Well, you've done this before with the Snowden thing last yeah, week. Don't fucking watch that movie. First time you talked about it. That's terrible. Uh, but don't, don't, if you're scrolling through and you see documentaries, and like, we all like documentaries. I mean, and, and that's, think about this, Matt. When we were growing up, documentary was such a nasty word, wasn't it? No one ever, uh, yeah. It was always thought as like these really boring and just dull educational kind of crap. The documentary over the past, like especially 20, 25 years, has really since, become since since Errol Morris, thing. honestly, Errol Morris yeah. and and uh, you know say what you will, uh, but Michael Moore, right? Like these guys really did change. Like they made documentary inter- entertaining. Yeah, Michael Moore uh, made people come out to the theater and actually watch a documentary in a the theater. Michael Moore was the first person I could ever really remember where people were going. We are specifically going to a movie in a fucking giant multiplex, no less, to mm-hmm. watch a documentary. And yeah. be, be you can say whatever you want about the guy. That's an astounding feat for anyone. Yeah. Well, you know, Roger and me is uh, not not some crazy leftist thing. I think he gets painted that way mostly because of like Fahrenheit nine eleven um, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, like. Roger and me was a big deal, man. Uh, just like uh, Errol Morris's first few flicks, uh, right? Thin yeah. Blue Line were just, they blew things out of the water. And yeah. It's but here's crazy. a documentary yeah, you like don't want to watch. Five ish years. Yeah, right? exactly. Here's what you don't want to watch. So, I mean, I, I like a lot of comedy doc, documentaries and stuff like that, but there's one out there called uh, The Improv, 50 Years Behind the Brick Wall. It's got a lot of people on the cover that you'll you'll recognize. You're just like, oh, okay, we got Judd Apatow, Louis Black, Larry David, uh, uh, Leno, uh, Bill Maher, uh, Sean Wayans, all the Wayans, 87 Wayans kids. Fucking Sarah Silverman, Seinfeld, the whole nine yards. Uh, and, and here's the thing. This thing is boring as snot. Uh, there's not really much in it. It's boilerplate. It is nothing that you probably haven't already heard before. Uh, but I can uh, I can definitely say just just skip that. If you've seen I Am, uh, I Am Comic, um, that's, a, that's a better comedian documentary. You don't need to watch this piece so, of junk. So is this one basically just like a, uh, this is why the improv is a great place kind of thing? Yeah, it's it's almost like this would be what the improv would send out as an EPK. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's how bad this is. It is just like, it's not done in, like all the interviews and stuff are not done in the improv. They're done on a weird looking, you know, kind of set and stuff. I, I don't know. I just didn't dig it. I didn't find it very interesting or entertaining. You know what would be like a really amazing comedy documentary is if uh, somehow someone could partner up with Mark Maron and uh, like make a documentary about the comedy store, but use nothing but like interviews that he's already done. I think that would be amazing. 
I'm trying to uh, there there's a there was a book called I, I want to say it was like Life on the Edge mm-hmm. uh, that was that was about this and there was another one I memory is just flipping right now uh, but there are no, two I, books I know that are written about books that about it but I like I just like just the audio right like the audio is nothing but these things it's like sourced right yeah and, then, uh, and just, I think that know, would be just an amazing kind of get some Ken Burns style picture action going. I mean, maybe you could do like just regular stand-up uh, routines and shit like that. But yeah, you could do that if you want, and like a little bit of both, little you know. mandolin and violin and Civil War regalia. And <laughs> I remember a else. time when. Speaking of which, uh, just as a, uh, I saw Ken Burns day. speak once. It was really fun. It was. It was yeah. like it was, He's it was great. a good time. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not about to mock him. Uh, there was a great thing after the snowstorm last week going on around online where it was, uh, Facebook updates from Boston, uh, <laughs> that were being read, uh, like they were in and set to music from the Ken Burns <laughs> civil war documentary. Uh-huh. And it was really fucking funny. I gotta check that out. Really funny. That you guys should check that documentary. out. Look at that doc. That's for real, son. Uh, the only other thing I've really watched this week, uh, I just watched the uh, the the short that Whiplash uh, was based on. Uh, I watched it too. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a short as much as it is. Uh, we'll call it a scene from Whiplash. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a short proper, right? Like yeah. it has a little story that's enclosed. Uh, yeah. There's, there's I will say that uh, what's his face from Fault in Our Star or not Fault in Our Stars? Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. Uh, not as good as Miles Teller. No, Young Neil. From uh, yeah. from uh, Scott Pilgrim, yes, Young Neil as well. Uh, yeah, definitely not not as good. I don't blame that on him. But then again, I think I would really, I'd love to know a little bit behind the dirt on this thing and how long this thing took to shoot because uh, it, it's it's done pretty well. I mean, as far as shorts go, obviously uh, you you well, it's do the same editor, same editor, right. which is good. And though I really, I'll be honest with you, I did kind of pause for half a second and just go, "Is this the same editor?" I mean, because it was close, but. Um, and as somebody who edits, uh, I, I can definitely say I was just like, this seems like it would seem like a definite first draft, so to speak. Yeah, uh, because well, there know, was a little bit off there. Of course, you know, production have time the and all that stuff. To yeah. like spend that much time on it, probably. But right? uh, like, you know, minus say a cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. Need a little cinematography action on there. I mean, it was all right, but I mean, it was good. But you can see a definite, you know, kind of like uh, this was his uh, th- this was his animatic for the entire movie. I guess <laughs> was just like here's how this is going to be. And there's several different shots. A lot of it, it stayed very much in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a couple of actors too. The actor that he sends out of the room and everything, same actor from the movie, and of course J.K. is there. Yeah, uh, the so. same uh, original drummer. Yeah, for the ensemble. good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. And but yeah, Miles Teller, uh, m- much better choice. I mean, in, in even the, the little bit of acting and stuff that was done. Well, the, and, and the guy wasn't bad. It's I think. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just like watching J.K. Simmons yell at Miles Teller more. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's too. it. Uh, but then again, you know, we don't know how much time he had to prep with this versus how much time Miles Teller had to prep and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, there's right. a lot of different uh, aspects to this. And um, I'm going to stay. So you talk. <laughs> All right, I had to pot it down. I was Season not going to break. Uh, so this is now. Uh, what, what do you been got? Drinking currently, uh, I have opened a bomber bottle of uh, Abita Beers Cold Brewed Macchiato Espresso Milk Stout, uh, which is um, got stout. It's a stout beer with coffee. So added. how many pantaloons do you own right now? Uh, it sounds like many. <laughs> None. I don't need any. I got beer. <laughs> beer That's takes the away the pantaloons. 
while Adam sneezes. All right, thank you. What have you been watching? Uh, nothing. <laughs> and on to the movies. Uh, no. I uh, So I finally started watching the fourth season of The Killing on Netflix. I put it off for, I guess it's probably almost a year at this point. Um, mostly because I was just dreading the fact that maybe it had pulled a season two. Uh, which, if there are fans of this show out there, first season really strong, ends on a cliffhanger, which kind of pissed me off, but also whatever. The season two starts, it just drags on and on and on and on and on. Uh, hated the show, almost quit watching. It actually got canceled by uh, AMC, right? After season two, they then reversed that decision and said, no, we'll bring it back for like 13 episodes. They can do a season three. Season three was really fucking amazing. And it still didn't get viewers, though, because so many people had been burned uh, by that second season. Um so they canceled again. Netflix picked it up so they could just wrap things up. So I was just dreading that, like, it was not going to be good again. Uh, but it's it's pretty good so far, uh, I have to say. it's It's got the same flaws that that show always had, but uh, damn it if I don't like it enough. Um, that's kind of what I've been watching. Uh, watched a bunch of Two Broke Girls last week, which uh, I know people don't like, but I don't give a shit. I've Fucking laugh at every nasty vagina masturbation fart joke on there. Speaking of what you've been drinking, <laughs> while Matt, I'm glad we're not video. <laughs> while Matt was talking about his stuff, <laughs> killing and broke girls or whatever. Two broke girls, okay. Seven broke girls. I don't give a fuck how many there it's, are. It is... Cat uh, Dennings boobs. Cat Dennings boobs. Boobs count as two. Uh, extra girls. Um, I spilled some protein drink on my board. I'm, I'm glad. I, I, I swear to God, I ordered a new board today. So, uh, and maybe in just t- uh, the amount, of, right amount of time. Well, because uh, it's uh, it finishes this show. Chocolate protein drink right on there. It seemed to be going so well so far. So I mean, and it looked like it was bad news for a second, but you know, I think we're I think we're going to be okay. In the clear, <sighs> for the most part. Um, All right. And I ironically did that to go reach for a uh, a Miller Lite in the old b- bottle. And now my hands are all sticky with this stuff. <laughs> <sighs> all right, so. All right, well, uh, that's what you've been watching. Let's, all right, let's, Jesus Christ, I don't even have anything to wipe my hands off with. This is what sucks. All right, so uh, let's go ahead, and I wish it was a longer trailer, but it's not, because I planned it earlier. But anyways, uh, so let's get into, uh, we're going to review the Lazarus effect coming up first, so uh, let's go ahead and listen to that trailer. We're asking big questions. We have to be ready for the answers. What if there was a serum that could bring the dead back to life? Let's make some history. Three, two, one. Zoe, she's been electrocuted. You're not going to sir. This is crossing a line. But what if it unleashed an evil inside? You have no idea what you've done. Effect rated PG 13, February 27th. That was a trailer for The Lazarus Effect, our first new release review just a of TV this week. Trailer? That was a TV trailer, yeah. Okay, the, the regular trailers didn't didn't do well for audio, so I decided to, you know, no, kinda... that's fine. I was just like, yeah, that was short, I don't even remember them. Yeah, but I was that's... like, well, let's let's clip, clip anyway. Out on that. Uh, so this is uh, directed by David uh, Glebe, maybe, sure. Uh, starring Gelb, Liv- right? Gelb, sure. I don't know, Glebe, Gel. Listen, I have a reputation of saying uh, names incorrectly on the show, and I'll be damned if I'm going to stop now. 
this movie is directed by David Coep, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, starring Olivia Wilde, uh, <laughs> Mark Duplass. Uh, no, so Olivia Wilde, Mark Duplass, uh, Evan Peters, Sarah Bollinger, uh, Danny Glo- or Donald Glover. I wish it was Danny Glover. That'd be great. And uh, yeah, that's about he's it. Too old for this shit. He he's he's been too too old for this I shit since number one. I just made the regular joke everyone always makes with Danny Glover. <laughs> Everything's a song and dance over here tonight. It guys. is indeed. <laughs> it's, it's part of the uh, macchiato milk style. Here is the IMDb plot line. As we know, IMDb always one hundred percent correct in everything they say and do. A group of medical students discover a way to bring dead patients back to life. Uh, so this was a uh, a Blumhouse movie. Like I said, it debuted at number five with a budget of three point three million dollars, made ten million dollars. So that's a raging success, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Even debuting at number five, you're a huge success. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, yeah these these um these guys are trying to uh, they've come up with a Lazarus effect, uh, which kind of looks like a semen. Serum. Yeah, a little serum. I said serum. I, I said semen because said- that's that's what it looks like. It looks a little so- semenish. It does look a little semenish, but it is a serum, not an effect. The effect is the movie. Yeah, which is I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so they come up with this serum stuff and everything, and they're uh, they're experimenting on trying to bring animals back to life. So mm-hmm. hopefully to prolong people's lives so they can live longer, as as one would do. Um, and so of course uh, during one of these experiments and everything, uh, well, they, well. I'll skip a little bit here. Uh, so they find out uh, the the, uh, the students, or the uh, the faculty there, or whatever. They find out that oh, they've been doing these things. They've been kind of playing God, trying to bring things back to life, or whatever Frankenstein kind of style. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've taken away the funding and stuff. It's kind of mysterious as to why that is, and we find out a little bit later. But uh, they in a rush to kind of uh, since all of their stuff has been taken, in a rush to kind of do everything just before they're completely kicked out of the lab and everything, they try to recreate the thing one more time and shoot it with a documentarian who's been kind of following them around. And uh, and of course that goes wrong, as, as otherwise you'd have a successful movie, and that you know it'd be it'd be too short. Um, so uh, yes. it goes wrong. Olivia Wilde's character dies. And of course, they decide. Well, it's last ditch effort. You know, he's got to save his lady, and um, they they go through and try to bring her back to life. And she does come back to life, but uh, she's a little bit different now. She's a little bit, a uh, little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, a little bit nutso, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Here, here's the thing. Uh, this movie is Lucy. Okay, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Okay. Let it sit for a minute. Uh, basically, what happens right is uh, Olivia Wilde's character Zoe uh, comes back from the dead, and she starts to develop all these superpowers in her brain. Right, we get the same like ten percent thing. Of course, Donald Glover. Uh, <laughs> Donald. <he's> <laughs> that's that's how he is, Donald Glover. Right. Uh, uh, fucking Black Spidey. Uh gets to explain because he's smarter than Morgan Freeman that the 10% thing is uh, <laughs> not actually true. I was happy to see that. I was just like, thank you movie that knows what it's talking about. Yeah. Um, but to, but in, right, the, in so that particular sense, develop all these superpowers and it's never really explained whether it's demonic or not. It apparently is not because it just keeps going back to the serum and the types of things that occur when the serum is, is present. But, uh, I wish my one wish for this movie, aside from, uh, it just being better, um, was that they had just 
kind of dealt more with hell. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it dealt enough with supernatural implications. Right. And I say, I say this not as somebody who like believes in supernatural things, just like that's clearly what this movie is doing. It's clearly what's going on. It's definitely the motif uh, of the story. Um, and in fact, right. Hell does come up. It plays kind of a central plot point, but also not really. Yeah. They don't delve into it like they should. And, you know, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause like, I, I remember, I forget which one it was, but it was one of the many, uh, evening with Kevin Smith's DVDs. I think I want to say it was the second one where he's yeah. just like, you know, it's surprising that there aren't more movies with like, you know, Satanists and stuff as, as like villains and stuff, because that's really one of the scariest things ever is the people that just go, even if you believe or not, the people that, you know, decide to believe in true evil and stuff, yeah. that's a scary idea. And so, you know, whether you believe or not, just even the idea of like that there could be a hell is, is a scary thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so her character, she's a, you know, she's a Catholic lady and, uh, but is also a scientist and believes, you know, that these two things can kind of, can, can, can have places together. And they have an interesting conversation about death, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and that being either like a DMT trip or that DMT trip actually being, you know, the thing that helps carry you over to the other side. And there were some interesting mm -hmm. aspects about that, that kind of sort of carry over, but they really don't, I don't think they delve into them nearly as much as they should. Um, no, but definitely I, not. I'll say this: uh, you say this 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 movie is Lucy. I say this movie, and and it's almost down to even the font type and uh, and everything that they put in this movie. This is an Outer Limits episode, yeah. uh, and and a, and a decent one. If if you go at it with that aspect of the, oh, this is an Outer Limits episode, Outer Limits episode, you're going to enjoy it. Just like I just just like the Village is an Outer Limits episode. Yeah, uh, and it, it's not a bad thing. movie. It could be better. Uh, I, I don't think that it goes far enough with some of its ideas, right? It, it's kind of right. hindered by not necessarily its rating, but kind of the type of audience that it's being pitched at. I think it's hindered a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's a it's a really tight, like 83 minute movie, right? Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's just I don't know. I, this is my bag, right? I watch a shit ton of horror movies and this one. I wanted so much more from it, uh, and it didn't really do it for me. I mean, I'm trying to think of the other thing that, like, have there really? I mean, to to my to my recollection, have there really ever been any other fairly you know prominent horror movies that have come out this year thus far? This year, yeah. Mm, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. So I'm just gonna go that this is the first halfway decent horror movie of the year, and I mean, it's not amazing. It's not amazing by any stretch, and I didn't walk out of it going, yeah, all no, right. No, but it's not Annabelle. No, it's not oh Ouija, my Jesus right? Christ, like, it's neither one of those horrible like movies. Like, this one's at least watchable Yeah, uh, at, the, at the baseline. And I think it's more than watchable. It's enjoyable. I had fun watching it, but also it just didn't add up for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked Personally. a lot of the tone. Uh, it is very bottle-ish. I mean, the $3.3 million budget, like, if you open your eyes and kind of look a little bit, I mean, not... I mean, their production value is fine, but they do stay in pretty much the entire the lab for you know ninety percent of the time. Oh yeah, and, it's the majority uh, of the movies just in that lab, right? But but I I also like that too. I like the kind of uh, claustrophobia of that. Um, I like well, the I didn't idea think that they built up the claustrophobia enough. Well, yeah, well, I that's yeah. I mean, I liked it, but you're right; they could have done more with that as opposed to just you know, kind of letting that be the location. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess that's maybe more my, my inference on the, on the situation, whether than what they, you know, were expressly telling us for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
but I no, I didn't hate this movie at all. Um, I, I walked out just going, that was a decent Outer Limits episode, and I misspoke. The Village is actually a, 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 is a Twilight Zone episode. Yes, that that's more more apt. Uh, but yeah, it's it, and, and it is. You look at the Lazarus, uh, you know, the Lazarus effect and the way that it's put up in front of everything. It's it's almost the Outer Limits, you know, logo. <laughs> so it is. It's uh, that's what I was just like. Oh, this is clearly what they were going for, and uh, it, it works for the most part. Uh, yeah, all I the performances it's are find good. It's audience continually. Um, I mean, there's. A, I mean, it's already done it right. It's already made as much money as. Yeah, and if percent, it, percentage over investment, right? Yeah, as anything that Bloom has put out, and he's been wildly successful. Bloom yeah. House Productions has been like ridiculous. Uh, I, since since the paranormal activity stuff, it's just been such a very right whiplash. Yeah, was, was Bloomhouse, but what was he, it? there was another one that was out just recently that was a Bloomhouse. Like he's been putting his name on stuff that you wouldn't think, not mm-hmm. nor necessarily scary house movie stuff, and that's what his little animation is when when they, when his production company comes up. Uh, but it's not necessarily that stuff, but uh, it's been pretty good. I mean, I've I've like the stuff that he's putting out. Uh, he's yeah, doing he both he's of do- the Purge movies, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He he knows what he's doing as a producer. And I think that speaks volumes. Uh, he He's kind of like a small budget horror aficionado version of Megan Ellison. Right? Who, yes. who runs Annapurna. Oh my right? gosh. That's actually, they, that's kind of right. Like he has an eye for talent, an eye for what's going to make money or what, Maybe isn't going to make money at the first, but will eventually make money or maybe be prestigious, right? And so he goes for it. Uh, but but I think that's what it is. It's like a genre of Annapurna is Bloomhouse, uh, who right? He's branching out a little bit. Yeah, I, I got to say, I was uh, you know for for what it was, what he did, and everything like that. I mean, I was uh, I, I was pleased enough. Yeah, pleased enough. So. Uh, and I don't, I don't know that there's too much awful more to say about it, but I mean, I think we've covered it all. It was a pleasure, and I like Donald Glover, but it was a pleasure watching him get crushed in the way he did. Yeah. Um, now, granted, I'm glad that he wasn't his normal self, wasn't just uh-huh. kind of over the top and super funny and stuff like that. I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, Evan Peters was decent. Uh, yeah, I like Evan Peters just fine. Uh, Sarah Bolger, who was in. Uh, actually, uh, you know, um, fuck, what is the name of this movie? The Moth Diaries? Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. Have yeah. you seen this? It was, uh, with, uh... Richard Gere? Uh, what's that? Is it Richard Gere? No, 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 that's Mothman Diaries. Mothman Prophecy. Okay, the, so it's different. The, yeah, the Prophecy, or whatever. Uh, this, the Moth Diaries was Mary Heron's, uh, most recent flick. The, uh, the director who made, um, American Psycho. Uh, made this uh, kind of small budget horror flick. It's on Netflix. It's worth checking out. Hmm. Um, and she's she's in that, and she's really good. So that's what I knew her from. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's about it. So, uh, I, you know, two fairly decent recommendations. I mean, if you want to, I don't know that you need to rush out to the theater to see it, but uh, there's there's a much you know worse way to spend a Saturday, you know, on Netflix or something. So. Or in the theater. There are about a dozen different yeah. worse ways to do it right now. <laughs> yes, there are. So, yeah, if you're looking for a halfway decent flick, that'll be one to do it. So, uh, oh. all right, so let's uh, let's jump into a review uh, numero uno here. Here is the trailer for Focus. So what now? Can I walk you somewhere? I'm staying here, upstairs. Oh, really? Oh, my 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Give me one reason why I shouldn't do it. I'm drawing a blank. What? He's on to us. First of all, you gotta wait till she gets my pants off. And then you gotta give me a chance to run. That's how you get the money. Never drop the con. Die with the lie. And why'd you come up here? Professional curiosity. And I like boobs. Yeah, I figured it was a win-win. You've been in this game for a really long time. I had what I needed. And then the girl walked in. I know you're doing something big. I want in. Can we skip the part where I lead you to believe there's some earth-shattering hump in the works? There's no earth-shattering hump in the works? No. I don't even get thinly veiled allure. No. That's all my favorite shit. I'm sorry. I can't stand it. So what about the big con? You mean the one where we make so much money we all retire? You see, there's a science to getting people to trust you. Do we have a deal? Yes, we have a deal. You know, maybe the roof is talking, but this was really fun. You stop the things you do. It's all about emotion, connection. What makes you think you can trust her? I there's no room for heart in this game. It'll get you killed. This place. This is a man's world. Are you working an angle? I wouldn't trust him if I were you. But I should trust you. This is a man's world. You got a problem. I am going to kill you. Kill me later. But it wouldn't be nothing. You lost everyone's money. My money. Hey! Wow. Wow. Without a woman on This is your mess. I think you're losing it. Whoa, whoa! Not believe you lied to me. You can't believe I lied? Can't believe oh, that's it. so rich from that's you. That's what you want to say yeah. to me? Because you're always lying, Nikki, and now we're dead. At the end of the day, this is a game of focus. It's very confusing, isn't it? That's what you get when you hire a con man. I still got it. <laughs> That was the trailer for our second new release review of this week entitled Focus, written and directed by Glenn Ficarra and John Reguara. Sure, why not? Requa. Requa? Sure. Yeah. All right, that'll work. It's Q- QUA, man. All right. What are you reading over there, Adam? Uh, words, letters. <laughs> it's all a g- Listen, man, the world's just a giant fucking Scrabble board to me. Starting uh, Big Willie Smith, uh, Margot Robbie, uh, Rodrigo Santoro, Adrian Martinez, Gerald uh, McRaney, uh, B.D. Wong, bitches. Some B.D. Wong up in here. Yeah, he's good. Here is the uh, title, or here's the INDB logline. In the midst of veteran con man Nikki's latest scheme, a woman from his past, now accomplished femme fatale, shows up and throws his plans for a loop. Um, So you did not care for the advertising for this movie, I'm to understand. Oh, I hated it. (laughs) <laughs> I hated like every trailer, right? The trailer we just listened to, I've seen easily a dozen times and I've seen variations of that trailer, right? Uh, at least five different edits. And I just, I had no clue what this movie was about. It did not play up anything that looked interesting to me whatsoever. Like, Oh, it's a con man. And right. Like whatever. Um, I have to say, though, it is maybe the shittiest marketing campaign I've seen in a while because this movie is pretty solid. Yeah, I got to say, uh, this is one that uh, I thought was going to be you know, interesting enough. I like the parties involved, mm-hmm. uh, but wasn't really 100% sold based, based on the trailer. But I was like, you know, as with anything with MoviePass, you get the kind of like, fuck it, I'll watch it. I don't care. Uh, so, um, Indeed. 
I saw it's Fifty good. Shades in IMAX, bitches. Oh, jeez. Lord help us all. <laughs> um, anyway. But yeah, I, I was, uh, I, I got to say, I was, I was thoroughly surprised at how decent and handled that it was and i love seeing it uh with a crowd uh because there are some great moments in here mm-hmm. where uh will smith's character nikki makes a lot of really horrible mistakes uh and you know and and gambling and stuff like that and i mean there were people in there that were just like you could hear just people moving in their seats and just going oh come, what are you doing like i mean just right. like right out loud and it was great yeah uh, i mean the gambling scene in particular you're just like oh my god Oh my god! And then it totally pays <laughs> off in a completely different way than what you thought it was going to. Yeah. Uh, there are moments of brilliance in this. It's it's not like one of the greatest things I've ever seen, but it's a, it's got moments and it's really quite good, actually. Yeah, it's 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 well done. Better. It was. It's well. It's it's more. It's better executed than I had imagined that it would be, uh, because it, it's handled in. It's handled, I think, in a more high-profile level than this mm-hmm. movie even actually technically is, despite its you know pedigree of people that are in well, it. Well, and you know, I I should have I didn't know anything beyond the trailer, right? I just had no interest in looking up anything regarding this movie. But if I had, and I'd seen Fakara and Requa's names as the directors, mm-hmm. I would have had a little faith um, because these are the guys who wrote right Bad Santa. They uh, wrote the screenplay for Bad News Bears, which wasn't that great, but it was passable. Um, They also uh, wrote and directed I Love You, Philip Morris. And then they directed but did not write uh, Crazy Stupid Love, right? And I like those movies. Um, And I like these guys. So if I had known that, I would have had a little faith in it. Um, And I think that's, that's why the movie works is they wrote it, they directed it, they knew what it was. Uh, which is something that they're very good at knowing, right? Uh, they're very kind of low-key filmmakers. Uh, for those of you who have seen Crazy Stupid Love or I Love You, Philip Morris, right? They're not flashy guys. And here, uh, where some people would have gone really big, they don't do that. And it's nice, actually. Um, but there's still enough of a, of a style and panache with it oh, to yeah. where it doesn't feel like it's low rent either. No, it, it feels like it's a big budget superstar studded right like picture even though like will smith is really the big star and everybody else is uh, at least at this moment in their careers kind of second level right we've right. got uh, margot robbie who's been up and coming since wolf of wall street mm-hmm. um and she's great in this movie i liked her a lot uh i have to say uh adrian martinez as Farhad was fucking awesome. Oh, he was great. He was absolutely he is so great. Good man. Uh, this guy, he's one of those guys who you know him when you see him, right? He's he's been in everything, right? He's had bit parts in like Spider-Man flicks. He's been in Kick-Ass. Uh, he was in American Hustle, um, Piranha Three Double D, right? Just all down the line. Just he's, all he is that. He's one of those that guys. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. I've seen that him guy. and stuff. And he's fucking good in this movie man uh some of his scenes i was laughing loudly in the theater oh yeah um uh and you know uh it's i don't know man bd wong is great his scene in this is really fantastic uh he plays this like high profile gambler uh that uh is is placing all these bets at the 
I guess it's supposed to be the Super Bowl, although it's like the rhinos and the whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's the it's um, the Super Bowl that is we're not paying for NFL licenses. Yeah, yeah and good for them. Fuck them. Yeah, uh, but, but, dude, they probably would have added another ten mil onto the budget or something. Oh yeah, I don't well, know. Also, also, screw the NFL. Uh, but, but right, like either but they're betting on these on this like Super Bowl match, not on like who's winning or losing, but like big money on very small things like. Oh, this guy's going to take a knee when he gets a the most infinitesimal <laughs> things that will yeah. never that are just like there's a gajillion to one shot. And Will Smith's character is making bets that are just like, yeah, I bet the next one's an incomplete pass. What yeah. are you even doing? No, what yeah, are the and, odds in this? And it's a short pitch. And of course it mm-hmm. goes. And you're just like the odds of this of what you're saying happening are redonkulously bad. It is yeah, so but it, terrible. But it pays off. Uh, BD Wong is so good in that scene. He almost walks out the door with the movie. Honestly, yeah. Um, no, uh, look, uh, my friend uh, William Bibiani over at Crave Online the other day uh, said that uh, this was the first movie that uh, in in some time that knew how to use Will Smith correctly, and. I just want to pose that to you. Do you do you think that's right or not? It's been it's been a little while, but uh, Will Smith does what Will Smith does very well here. He's very charming. He's very affable. There mm-hmm. seems to be a little bit of an edge about him where you don't not quite know that you can trust some of the things that he does. Uh, but he's a very he's a likable character that has still has a you know an edge of smarm to him and everything. Yeah. But I will I will say this is probably the first movie I've seen him in since Hancock, uh, where I've gone like. Yeah, this is a Will Smith movie. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I had to look back at the filmography. It's been a bit, but uh because he was in he was in Winter's Tale and he was in Men in Black 3 which I hated. Uh After Earth was one of the worst, worst movies I saw in 2013. Guys, 7 you, pounds go, go didn't back, give a shit about. Go back to our uh, go back to our review of After Earth if you want yeah. uh if you want to have a fun time it's, listening it's to on, that. It's on you can download it for free. Uh it's basically us shitting all over that movie Oof. for and right well so. over our regular runtime by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was one of our log shows where we were just like, let me tell you how fucking stupid this movie is. <laughs> We're not stopping until uh, I feel like it. But yeah, I, I have to say, man, uh, when when William said that shit, uh, I, I was like, yeah, that is exactly right. Like, this is the first movie I've seen since 2008 that knows what in the hell to do with Will Smith, or at least, like, allows him to be used correctly. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I will say, uh, despite how good he was in this movie, mm-hmm. the best actor in this movie is Margot Robbie. She nails Agreed. this uh, listen this woman's face not only i mean she's a beautiful woman i mean there's there's oh, no, i don't but think she's anyone's so expressive she's man. so expressive you buy every single thing that's on her face mm-hmm. you believe that she is in love with this man and every little bit of excitement it is so well and not just like not in a cheesy way by any stretch but you believe it as just like genuine every emotion that she's doing on her face is absolutely a hundred percent genuine and you don't don't see acting like this. There's just there's because with this the smile and the in the and the stuff that she's doing, there's a weird vulnerability in that at the same time that other actors just don't do. Because yeah. it's like it is committing in like to me, it's committing in such a huge, giant way that it's it's to almost kind of expose yourself in, in a weird way as well. And I think she does that in this film, and I just bought every fucking thing that she did, and it was great. Damn, she acted the, the hell out of this movie. And she's going to be Harley Quinn. 
it's so sad that she's going to throw it away on such whatever. I <laughs> I don't even understand. No, I mean, uh, she... She was great, I don't know. though. She's, she's fucking fantastic in this movie, man. Uh, that needs to be said, uh, honestly. Like, I... I, I I don't know. People people were saying that she was going to do great things after Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know, right? Because I don't know what people's choices. I say, like, this is a good choice yeah. after that movie. Uh, she's done a couple of things that haven't come out yet uh, in between this and uh, Wolf of Wall Street. They're scheduled to sometime this year, right? Uh, um, but, you know, I think it's... I think it's going to be a good career with this uh, this actress, man. I I, I, I do <laughs> I do absolutely love the line that he throws away from her. You can't trust these people, for, like from Australia or some such nonsense, right? right to yes. her, her being Australian. I thought that was yeah, a fun course. little uh, fun little jab right there. <laughs> they ship those people down there for a reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I got to say, I, I think this is this movie is like very well executed. I I love the editing and the pacing and everything. Uh, this movie is how long is this bad boy? It's about it's, like, it's under two hours. Yeah, it's just under two hours, but uh, flies by at a pretty hour, brisk pace. Minutes or ten minutes or some shit. And you know, you get an insight into this world of like of small crime, and that's what I think more interesting than anything is that they could have gone big, they could have gone super expansive, but this is like the world of like pickpockets and hustlers. And yeah, uh, I do have to say that pickpocket scene in uh, in New Orleans is pretty amazing. And and the, and the, these are things that that happen all the time. And mm-hmm. the explanation of these things and stuff—it's uh, just—it's all done in a manner that is very entertaining. It's informing, and it moves the plot along. I mean, when you can do those three things in one scene, you're doing something extremely right. Yeah, because exactly. most people do one of the one, maybe two of those things, but very rarely all three in equal measure. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a film that uh, right. The directors—they know. Hollywood. They know Hollywood style. They know uh, that, you know, the point is to get the story going, keep people watching. Uh, They get it, right? And they've crafted an extremely straightforward but entertaining little con man heist thriller here yeah. uh, and it's it's good i can absolutely say like if you enjoy the uh like any of the oceans films or stuff like that if, th- if that's a little bit of your bag i mean it's a low level version of that but uh you know kind of like what if that was on you know kind of small terms uh style it's, and everything it is at least as good i won't say that it's as good as oceans 11 no but that's it's at least as good as the next two yeah i mean it's 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 great it's 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 an I gotta say, I was just, I was really stunned how well it actually held up. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. I walked out thinking, oh, that was pretty good. But the more I think about it, the more no, I, I enjoy, enjoy it. myself, man. The, the more I, the, so the, it, it lingers even longer with me. So that's, the, I think that's a very good sign. It's like I came out and I thought, I've thought more about that movie than I have about Lazarus Effect. Not that Lazarus Effect was bad, but this one, I came out at the time and I was thinking, eh, both are about equal in my mind. But the more I think about this movie, the more I really uh, enjoyed it and wouldn't mind watching it and wouldn't mind watching it again for sure. Right. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. But I mean, I don't want to give too much away. But I mean, I really do like the uh, it's the style, the editing, the storytelling, and everything. It works to a degree that a movie like this that comes out at this time of year probably is not usually accorded. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, not at all. Because this, uh, you know, right around here, this uh, late February, early March stuff is uh, usually not the hottest of things. So uh, to find, to find, uh, we're starting to get there. That's that's a nice feeling is that we're starting to get movies that are going to be halfway decent to actually watch, and uh, that shouldn't be. Uh, that should be a surprise to the people that we're actually going to be watching good movies now. <laughs> well, you know, I think partly right. Like part of what this movie coming out right now signifies to me is, and, and how terrible, I mean, fucking terrible the trailers for this movie was. They had no idea what they had. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think they know they how to market it at all. No, they, right. Like they just, they just didn't know. They didn't know that they had a good actual Will Smith movie. And I think maybe after Earth scared them off of it a little bit. Um, and as well as the fact that, you know, who the fu- how do you market a movie like this? It's tough. Uh, it is tough, but I just don't think that they knew what the fuck they were doing. Well, I'll say this. I don't think the movie, I don't think the trailer, like, showed you very well what it what it did but actually going back and watching that trailer now like having known the movie it is a great trailer not yeah, for, but i think that's a problem ex- well, yeah, honestly it, oh, it like, is for, a problem for getting people in the seats to begin with that's a that's an issue oh 100 right? i agree with that <laughs> like if i can look in hindsight and say yeah those trailers are pretty solid that's that's good but that's not the purpose of what the trailer is. No, it the probably is to get people butt, butts and seats, man. It would have made probably a little over twenty mil if it would have. Well, it would have made more than twenty mil if it probably well, you know, advertised it a little the tra- well. I think my biggest problem is none of the trailers play up Will Smith's character enough or Margot Robbie in any real context. It's just oh, there's a line here and a line here, and it's mildly humorous, but there's no context for anything. Uh, and that's my issue with all those trailers. It's just like, what the fuck is this movie, guys? Yeah. Uh, no sense about it whatsoever. I don't know. I agree. Anyway, so uh, I'd say two uh, pretty strong recommendations for this. I mean, this is this would definitely be one that uh, if you got to go out to the theater, uh, this this would be definitely worth your time. I think. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, I think most, and it's at, it's at fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is almost which is almost fresh. But I think that may put off a little people from maybe going to see it. But uh, I think it's definitely worth more than the fifty five that it's getting, if you ask me. Yeah, that's just I me. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's it, everybody. That's our uh, second new release review of this week. So that is it. Now, uh, if any of you out there would like to uh, do us the biggest of favors, drop down by thefilmfind.com, click on the uh, subscribe on iTunes button, do that, and uh, drop us an iTunes review, if you will. We got one a uh, couple a little while back here, and we appreciate those, and we'd like to see some more. So, uh, you know, appreciate that. If you're yeah, listening, thank you guys for listening. You're an HMP listener. You come over here. If you reviewed us over there, come on, man, do us two, do, do us two seconds. That'd be great. Uh, so that's it for this week. Next week, guys, we are going to be reviewing. We got two pretty big movies. Uh, well, mm-hmm. one pretty big movie and one movie that I'm interested enough in seeing because I guess I've seen the trailer enough times where I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll watch it." Uh, <laughs> so we're going to be. Uh, so next week, I'm going to be. I'm going to take a look at uh, Unfinished Business with uh, Vince Vaughn and Dave Franco and uh, it, R-rated comedies. We don't get too many like proper R-rated comedies these days, so I'm always kind of you know enjoy that. No, I like that uh, that uh, Red Band trailer, man. Yeah, it looks good. I think it's pretty funny. I think it's going to be a fun time. And of course, uh, the big one uh, that you know uh, people are going to be talking about for many different reasons, and we'll get into a little bit of that next week, is uh, Chappie, the new movie by Neil Blomkamp, who uh, brought us, of course, District 9 and Elysium, and who will be bringing us a new alien film. What? What? Yeah, I don't a know. new alien. going to be crazy. I'm, I'm excited about it. 
I'm, so. He's apparently, I haven't read up on it in the past couple days, but, uh, you know, he said that whole thing about, uh, oh, we're just going to disregard Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, but he's kind of talked that back. Yeah, yeah, see, that um, was the first thing. It's like, we're going to ignore those, and then it's like, well, maybe not so much that, uh, maybe something different, I don't know. It's going to be yeah, an interesting b- thing. because, I don't know, like, those movies have their fan bases within the, uh, I, I think maybe he and the studio, when they when they, like, made that a thing, I think they underestimated the people who will show up for an alien movie, how much they actually do like those things. Yeah. I think that was an underestimation on their part because I love alien three and alien resurrections. Biggest problem is its script. It looks fucking great. And now if you guys have the alien quadrilogy set on Blu-ray or even DVD, it's out on DVD too. And uh, you can mm-hmm. get it for fairly cheap now if you, if you watch uh, right enough, uh, the documentary for alien three, it's like all the documentaries for everything are fantastic. I think mm-hmm. the one for three is actually even more interesting because this was a movie that was clearly doomed from the get go. Uh, and just, just absolutely fascinating. And that to me, it's even more entertaining than the movie to find out the, the journey that this movie took in order to get made and what it was and how, you know, Fincher really struggled with this being his first, uh, feature film that was pr- pretty much taken away from him. He wasn't allowed to do the things that he wanted to do. The ideas that they had before they, you know, settled on Prison Planet and all that kind of stuff. Really, really interesting stuff. And it's like a four-hour documentary, so strongly mm-hmm. recommend that for everybody. The Blu-ray is worth it, uh, and you can get it for like 20, 25 bucks a yeah, lot if, of the time. It, yeah, now. if you watch, it's, it's uh, on sales. The Blu-ray set is worth it for uh, watching all this stuff in mother mode. You have, gotta you, ma- have you done that yet? Uh, well, I haven't watched. I haven't gone, gone through all that yet. You got to make sure you have a proper DVD player, kids, because if you have an older DVD player, it's just gonna sit there, just going, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yes. So uh, do do make sure you have at least a 2.0 player or further. I know it's some nerd shit, but if you got a 1.0 player, it's just gonna look at you like, "I don't know what this is." No, thank you. Um. So but yeah, do that. Anyway, uh, yeah, Chappie. Chappie and uh, unfinished business. So we're gonna. Check I like all to that call out. Chappie. Uh, robo short cop circuit yeah it's the uh, antword edition there's a lot there's a lot of that in there (laughs) there's no doubt all right so until then matt where can we find more work of yours on the interweb sales uh well i haven't been doing much of it lately but you can get get Mm -hmm. up on it at uh the split screen dot wordpress dot com conspiracy media theory dot tumblr dot com and uh you can always follow me on Twitter. I'm back using semi-regularly now, uh, at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Excellent. You can always find me cowering under a pillow, crying my eyes out, and as well as on Here Movie Podcast at HereMoviePodcast.com. This week, we reviewed uh, Agent Carter. We kind of reviewed the entire uh, thing of that. We first talked about the first, you know, kind of big pilot episode and everything, so we wrapped it up, and uh, we'd tell you where that's kind of gone and if it was a thing that was worth watching or if it was just, a, you know, the pilot that we all sat through so we could all watch the Ant-Man trailer. So uh, we get into that and everything, so go check that out at Here Movie podcast.com and of course you can follow us on twitter at the film find at adam portress at uh, here movie pod and all that kind of good stuff so go check all that all, all the um fucking all the uh links and everything are up on here uh the film find.com so uh that is it everybody until next week when we get to unfinished business and chappy for matt smith i am adam portress take it easy everybody everybody's high on consolation Everybody's trying to tell me what is right for me. My daddy tried to bomb me with a sermon. But it's plain to see that they can't comfort me. Sorry, Charlie, for the imposition.
Episode. Yeah, dude. I totally like all of a sudden, like you, you mentioned beer, and I'm like, hey, I got a beer over there in the mini fridge. So <laughs> I step up and I'm leaning like over the coffee table, 
and I'm just like all of a sudden my elbow, like on the TV tray, my elbow hits the protein drink, which is opened. That was fun. And then just kind of pours down, and I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe it just like fell in the right way because there's not much in it. And then I looked over, and then I like I look over on the coffee, and the board's got <laughs> fucking shit all over it. And I'm like, oh boy, this is. I'm like, I don't have any napkins. There's no real stuff to. Well, this is a blanket. Well, this is a pretty nice blanket. I don't know if I really want to fuck it up by putting it up on the chocolate protein drink. <laughs> it's not my blanket to do that with. Uh, so I can't do that. I'm like, uh, sticky hands. <laughs> We, the nice. board made it, so we'll have a board next week for a new one. A new one that's got compressors and shit, and I got like proper faders, and I'm so I'm kind of excited about that. Whew. Sounds good. It's hot as fucking balls in this joint. I don't know why this room is just like half the other time is just like freezing as shit. Every podcast Ugh. podcast start is just like, hey, let's turn this place into a fucking oven. There's no other TVs on. It's just a monitor in front of me. I'm sitting on the couch with a. There's nothing, and yet it's just like, fuck. All right. Well, 